0: This is Franchise Friday, a short episode designed to talk all things franchising. As a listener of the Path to Freedom podcast, you know you wanna take control of your life and create more freedom for yourself. But have you ever stopped to consider franchise ownership as an avenue for doing just that? Owning a franchise means you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And it can be a great way to become a first-time business owner or even for a seasoned entrepreneur to expand their portfolio and break into a new business. But where do you even start? I know firsthand how overwhelming of a process it can be to figure out which franchise companies are good, which ones might be a good fit for you, and how to go about vetting them. And that's exactly what I'll be talking about in these episodes. I'll be detailing the methodical process I use with my consulting clients to help them navigate what would typically be an overwhelming process. There's an art to finding the right franchise for you and conducting a thorough investigation. And that's what I'll be unpacking on Franchise Fridays. Thanks for tuning in. Let's drop in. Hey, what's up, everyone, and happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Franchise Friday. I know I've had an amazing week and I'm fired up to bring another episode of Franchise Friday to you. So, In today's episode, I want to tackle one of the most common and also most important questions that anyone has as they're investigating a franchise business. And that's how much money can I make? I mean, naturally, that's a question that anyone investigating a franchise is going to want to know. How much money can I expect to make in this particular franchise business? But it's not the easiest question to get an answer to if you don't know how to approach it the right way. And there's several reasons for that. But I mean, the first reason is obviously that there are variables involved. Not every franchisee in the same business makes the same amount of money. And we'll get into more of that here in just a minute. But also, it's important to understand that, you know, your approach to trying to get an answer to this question should not be just to, you know, go into a phone call with a representative from the franchisor and say, all right, so... Tell me how much money am I going to make if I buy your franchise? And I've been on the franchise development side of things, and I've had people, you know, ask me that exact question, phrased exactly that way. And what did that tell me? It told me this person doesn't know what they're doing. They're not looking at this the right way because if they expect that I'm going to just be able to tell them, oh yeah, sure, if you buy my franchise, this is how much money you're going to make. And so there, there's a couple reasons why a franchisor cannot tell you how much money you're going to make if you buy into their franchise. Number one, legally, they can't tell you, right? As we've talked about in prior episodes, franchising is regulated by the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission. And as part of that regulation, they are not legally allowed to make any earnings claims unless the information they're sharing with you is disclosed in their franchise disclosure document, their FDD. And two episodes ago, I talked in quite a bit of detail about what an FDD is, uh, what information is contained in it, and why it's such an important resource for anyone that's investigating a franchise. So if you didn't catch that episode, I definitely recommend going back and listening to the Franchise Friday episode about franchise disclosure documents. Also, just recently had an episode come out with Jonathan Barber who is a franchise attorney. He talks quite a bit about franchise disclosure documents in that episode. So really good insight there. But this is an important thing to understand, especially you know when we're discussing this question of how much money can I expect to make in a franchise? So it's not legal for a franchise order to, to make any sort of a an earnings claim or an earnings guarantee. They can't share financial information with you unless it's Published in their FDD, Uh, but most franchisors in item 19 of their FDD will provide some earnings information for their franchisees, and we'll talk more in just a minute about what that looks like. But you know, so why would the FTC regulate this? Well, very simply put, it's because the franchisor can't they can't guarantee that any franchisee will even be successful and they can't guarantee what success looks like, especially from a, an earning standpoint or from a financial standpoint. You know, there's a lot of variables involved that determine how financially successful any business is franchise business or not. And so, you know, a franchisor they, 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 they can't guarantee it. Right. Because at the end of the day, what's one of the biggest variables that's going to have an impact on you know how profitable or how financially successful a business is it's the business owner right i mean that's that's one of if not the biggest variable in this whole equation right the job of a franchisor is not to build the business for the franchisee the job of the franchisor is to provide the blueprint and to provide resources to help a franchisee grow their business usually faster And also without as much trial and error and give them support and resources along the way so that they can continue to grow their business over time. But the franchisor can't make the franchisee do the work. The franchisor can't make the franchisee focus on the right things. You know, that's up to the franchise owner. So, and then there's on top of that, there's lots of other variables, right? So the point is, you're not going to get a straight answer from a franchisor if your approach is to, to, you know, go into a conversation and just say, all right, how much money can I make? If I buy your franchise, tell me how much money I can make. And in doing that, you're going to also tell the franchisor that you don't get it. You don't get this process and (laughs) you're probably losing some credit in the franchisor's eyes in terms of, you know, how qualified you actually are to be a franchisee. And as we've talked about in previous episodes, With good franchise companies, this whole due diligence process is a mutual evaluation, right? They're not order takers. They're not, you know, just getting on the phone with you to say, all right, how many franchises would you like to buy? No, they want to get to know you and they want to understand why you would be a good franchisee. And understanding what it's going to take for you to be financially successful is an important part of that. So what does this all mean? If the franchisor can't tell you how much money you're going to make, how, how can you find out? Does that mean you, you have no way of knowing and you're just going to kind of roll the dice on a franchise and hope that you're able to make some money? Not at all. There's a very methodical way to go about that. And this is exactly what I want to unpack in this episode today. So a, a good starting point will be the franchise disclosure document. Assuming the franchisor the franchise company you're investigating has published information in Item 19, which again is where they are allowed to publish some earnings information for their existing franchisees. Not all franchisors do that, though. They're not required to put any information in Item 19, but most do these days, from from what I see. So that's always going to be your best starting point. And obviously, you know, a franchise is an investment, so. Ultimately, what we're trying to figure out here is what can my ROI be? What can I expect my return on my investment to be? So the first thing you need to figure out is what's, what's my investment? And you know that's going to be item five, item six, and item seven in the FDD that are really going to help you figure that out. Item five will detail the upfront fees that you have to pay to become a franchisee, mainly your franchise fees. Item six will detail the ongoing fees that you will be responsible for as a franchisee, things like royalties and marketing contributions. Usually these are structured as a percentage of your gross revenue, but not always. Uh, And then item seven is going to give you a very detailed breakdown of what the franchisor calls their estimated initial investment range. And that is usually including the way I think about it, three categories of expenses that you'll have as you're getting the business ramped up the first thing that range includes is your upfront fees to become a franchisee so primarily the franchise fees that range is also typically going to include any expenses that you would likely incur to get your business opened and then usually the franchisor will also account for operating capital that they want their new franchisees to have on hand as they actually start operating their business most commonly you'll see that it's three months worth of operating capital so that's you know including three months worth of cost that you will likely have in your business so start there figure out realistically what do you think your investment is going to look like and then you do need to understand you know, what are the ongoing expenses, right? So if they have a 6% royalty, you need to take that into account as you're kind of, uh, you know, building out a, a business model. So once you've figured all this out, then go to item 19 and look at the information that they give you there. Now, different franchisors will give you different information in item 19, and it will be presented in different ways. Commonly, you'll see that franchisors give you you know, some information about gross revenue for their franchisees. So, you know, this will give you some insight into how much revenue are franchisees generating, what's possible from a revenue generation standpoint. Sometimes they may just give you an overall system average. You know, if it's a franchise where a lot of their franchisees have multiple units or multiple locations or multiple territories, they may give you like an average revenue per unit or per territory, uh, I've seen franchisors that kind of break it down in quintiles for you. So they may say, hey, our average revenue for the top 20% of our system is this all the way down to the average revenue for the bottom 20%. I like seeing it that way because it kind of gives you an idea of what good looks like, what average looks like, what bad looks like. So you can kind of understand your upside and your downside. But most commonly in item 19, you're going to at least get a sense of you know, what the gross revenue potential is. Now, obviously, that doesn't tell you how much money you can actually make because you're going to have cost associated with any revenue that you generate. And so some franchisors will give you a breakdown of like common cost that every franchisee is going to have. You know, if it's a business where you're selling a product of some sort, you may get a sense of what your average cost of goods may look like. Uh, You know, they may give you like a gross profit number that would be, you know, after labor and cost of goods. Again, it's gonna be different depending on the business and just how the franchisor presents the information. But expect that in most cases, when you're looking at an item 19 in an FDD, you're not going to, you know, be able to see like a, a net profit number. Most franchisors are not including like full profit and loss statements and, you know, giving you enough information to really build out like a full profit and loss statement. But nonetheless, item 19, assuming the franchisor has published information in their item 19, this is your starting point. And what I recommend doing is you should be building out your own, essentially, profit and loss statement. I mean, I call it a pro forma. Uh, you'll hear it referred to in different ways. But you should be building out your own pro forma so that you can you know, really understand the economics of the business and what's realistic from an earnings standpoint. So I would and, and a lot of franchisors will kind of provide you with a template of sorts, you know, for this pro forma or for any modeling that you may want to do. Uh, they're not going to give you all of the numbers to put in it, but they may give you a, a, a template, which I, I like because every business is a little bit different. So, you know, if the franchisor can say, hey, here's a pro forma that accounts for everything you would need to account for to build out a profit and loss statement. All you have to do is kind of do some research and fill in the gaps that that'll keep you from overcomplicating it or, or leaving something out that, you know, should be in there. So I'd say check with the franchisor, see if they have a resource like that, if they don't just provide it to you in the first place. And then I start filling in all of the known information. Right. So if you have a sense of what average revenue is for the system. Go ahead and put that in as your top line number. You know, you're going to know what the royalties are. Uh, You know, if it's a business where you're selling products, again, you're going to probably have a sense of what your average cost of goods are. Um, Fill in all of the hard numbers that you actually have from the FDD. So again, these would be numbers from item six, your ongoing expenses. These would be numbers from item 19, you know, any earning information that's provided, But you're going to have some gaps. You're not going to be given enough information in the FDD to fully build out this pro forma. Uh, And you're going to likely have to make some assumptions along the way. So, you know, this is where what I talked about in last week's episode comes into play. And that's validation, right? Talking to the other franchisees. This is absolutely the best way to get a realistic idea of what the earning potential is in a franchise. Go out and talk to the other franchisees that are already in the business. Because here's the deal the FTC regulates franchisors, there's no regulations against what a franchisee can say to another prospective franchisee when it comes to earnings. Now, a franchisee is still not gonna say, hey, you know, Mr. Candidate, if you buy this franchise, this is how much money you're going to make. It's not how it works, but they can share any of their financial performance with you. And that's all going to be based on their real life experience. So a franchisee can tell you, hey, this is how much revenue I generated last year. You can compare that to what you see in item 19. They can say, hey, this is how much revenue I did in my first year of business. So now you have an idea of, you know, maybe what the ramp up looks like. They can tell you what all of their costs are. They can tell you what their net profit margins are after all of their expenses are accounted for. You know, they can tell you how long it took them to break even on their investment. They can tell you how long it took them to get to cash flow positive. And I I started alluding to some of this in in last week's episode, but I didn't have enough time to really, you know, dive deep into it. And, And so I'm going to do that now because it's such an important part of this process. And you're not going to want to talk to just one or two franchisees to get this information because once you start having these conversations, you'll quickly realize not every franchisee is going to be the same in terms of their financial performance. So you will get different answers to these questions uh, as you're talking to more and more franchisees. So that makes it important to talk to enough so that you can kind of establish, uh, you know, some guidelines and then walk away with a realistic idea of what you think you can do in the business. So, you know, my, my recommendation as I'm working with people through this process is always talk to a minimum of, you know, four or five, probably six or seven is even better. And, and ask them the same types of questions, right? So you're getting, you know, feedback to the, the same types of questions. Uh, and, and, you know, one thing I, I find some people, uh, you know, when they're talking to franchisees, they maybe beat around the bush a little bit with, you know, the questions that they really want to ask they kind of tiptoe around them. Don't worry about that. I mean, obviously be respectful, but, you know, keep in mind any franchisee that you're talking to, unless they were in the first you know, couple of franchisees that bought into a, a franchise, they went through the same process too. They had other franchisees that were willing to talk to them, share information with them so that they could do the research needed to get confident and make a decision. So, you know, they, they remember how valuable that was to them. Most franchisees are going to be willing to reciprocate that. And they expect those types of questions. You know, I always joke with candidates that I work with. I say, look, if you're at a dinner party and you meet someone for the first time and you ask them, you know, how much, how much dough did you take home last year? (laughs) That's, that's probably rude, right? (laughs) Like that's not appropriate in that setting. But in this setting, if you're on a phone call, with a franchisee even if it's the first time you've ever talked to them they're expecting these types of questions so you don't need to beat around the bush you know ask the questions that you want to ask but make sure you're asking questions in the right way to get accurate information that's going to really help you form a decision because the other thing that you'll learn as you go through this process and you start talking to you know different franchisees is that not every franchisee runs their business the same way. In particularly, not every franchisee handles the accounting or the bookkeeping in their business the same way, right? And the people that I work with through this process, they get a ton of coaching and a ton of resources from me to help make sure they're going about this the right way, asking the right questions in the right way, so that the information they're getting is actually going to help them make a decision? Because I've seen a lot of people who go into these calls and just say, all right, so tell me, what was your net profit? How much money did you profit last year? What was that as a percentage of your revenue, right? And depending on the franchisee and how they have their business set up, one franchisee could come back and say, hey, my net profit was 25%. And you're like, wow, that's, that's pretty good. But then another franchisee come back and say, well, my net profit was 8%. You're like, ah, that's not very good. What's this guy doing wrong? But what you don't get insight to in there is, you know, how these franchisees have their business structured, how they're handling the bookkeeping. Because look, as a business owner, at the end of the day, usually your goal is to show as little profit as possible, especially to the IRS. And most business owners are not looking to cheat the system and cut corners, but The fact of the matter is there's a lot of legal uh, tax advantages that business owners can benefit from. And so, you know, most business owners are savvy enough to realize or they have a CPA that's savvy enough to realize that, hey, you know, I can run some expenses through my business legitimately. I can take advantage of some tax benefits. And, you know, my goal is to show as little profit as possible at the end of the year. Right. And so, you know, one franchisee may tell you they have a 10 percent net margin and that doesn't sound great. But what you don't learn from asking the question that way is that maybe they paid themselves a hefty little salary through the year. And that's included in their payroll expense, which is before their net profit. You know, maybe they ran a family vehicle or two through the business. Maybe they ran their health insurance through the business. Maybe they invested significantly into a 401k or a retirement plan. Through the business, all that comes out before any net profit margin they're going to give you, whereas the other guy with the 25%, maybe that's not including him paying himself anything and and, not running as many expenses through the business. And Different franchise owners pay themselves differently. I say franchise owners, business owners in general, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can pay yourself as a business owner. You can put yourself on a salary. You can pay yourself through distributions. You can do that quarterly. You can do it monthly. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. So the point I'm getting at here is ask intelligent questions in a way that you're going to get the information that you really need to make a decision. So instead of saying, Hey, what's your net profit? Say, Hey, what, what would you say your net owner benefit was? And then explain that to make sure they're they're answering the question that you're really asking. You know, when it's all said and done, how much did you pay yourself? You know, were there any expenses that you would have had anyways, even if you weren't in this business that you were able to kind of absorb through the business? And that's going to give you a much better idea of what the the, the financial benefit can be in this particular franchise. You know, another thing to take into consideration with all of this is some of the less tangible benefits that can come from a franchise. But, you know, uh, something I see a lot of franchise, or uh, I should say candidates miss is, you know, find out if there's any rebate programs available through the franchise. And if there are, usually none of that's going to be taken into consideration with any of the information that's provided in item 19. And, you know, I've seen franchisees get significant rebates through the years, but they don't even really factor it into their bookkeeping. So it may not even show up in some of the numbers that, that they might share with you. Uh, but rebates can be significant depending on the business. Uh, I've been involved in franchise companies where some of the franchisees got six figures in rebates over the course of a year. And that's all just, you know, money in their pocket really, uh, is how most of them would treat it. So, You know, just make sure you're you're digging a little bit deeper with your questions when you're talking with franchisees so you can really understand the full picture. But again, you're going to get different answers to these questions depending on what franchisee you're talking to. And you'll likely talk to some franchisees that are much more successful than others. You know, don't be alarmed if you talk to a franchisee in a business that's just really not doing very well. Every franchise system has them. Right, it's the bell curve: top twenty percent, bottom twenty percent, everyone in between. Every franchise system has it, so don't don't be alarmed. Now, if every franchisee you're talking to is struggling, uh, that could be alarming. But the way I look at this whole process is, you know, and I, I went into detail on this in the last episode, so I'll try not to spend too much time here. But talk to a nice variety of franchisees. Definitely talk to some people that are you know what what would be considered top performers that are you know successful including financially successful talk to some people that are struggling talk to some owners that are new talk to some folks that are kind of just average what you're going to do is you're going to be able to establish these baselines but what you're looking for along the way is commonalities right what are the traits that the most successful franchisees have in common what are the traits that the less successful franchisees have in common and you'll be able to figure these out through having these conversations right and and what i always recommend that people look for is not just the traits that's important but also understand where are franchisees spending their time and in my experience that's a big differentiator in most franchise systems between the most successful franchisees and the least successful franchisees it's where is the actual franchise owner spending their time? Now, that's kind of general, right? Because there's different types of franchise business models out there. You know, some are not designed to be as scalable. So the franchise owner's kind of doing all the work. So, I, I, you know, those types of businesses, this may not be as applicable for. But, you know, the vast majority of franchises out there, the goal is to grow a bigger business, right? To grow a business that's bigger than just the franchisee. And that's where... The question of how are you spending your time as a franchise owner becomes so important because more often than not, the successful franchisees in a system, they're going to have multiple things in common, but where they spend the majority of their time is going to be one of those things. And the same thing for the less successful franchisees. They're usually spending their time on the wrong things. You know, usually it's involved in spending too much time in their business. They're doing things that they should have a team in place to do. And because of that, their business isn't scaling and they're not getting as good of results. So the way I think about this is you need to identify the levers in a business. Every business is gonna have two to three to maybe four levers. And by levers, I mean, these are things that you as the franchise owner have the ability to pull on to drive better financial results. Because in any business, there's gonna be some some you know aspects of the business that they just are what they are right if you're in a franchise business you have a royalty it is what it is right you can't change the royalty you can't get rid of it it is what it is there's nothing you can do to impact it you likely can't really change your cost of goods it costs what it costs there's nothing you can do to impact it your payroll your labor expense it is what it is right your insurance there's there's going to be all types of things that you're not gonna be able to impact. So don't spend too much of your time on those things. Figure out the two to three to four key levers that if you have a positive impact as the franchise owner on these areas of the business, it will drive better financial results. So figure out what those levers are and you can really find that out through talking to successful franchisees, figuring out where did they spend the majority of their time and you'll know what those levers are. And all along the way, you're talking to franchisees, you're getting answers to questions, you're getting some numbers, you're helping to fill in some of the gaps with the assumptions that you've made and as you build out your pro forma. At some point, though, you've got to look in the mirror. This is always going to involve a leap of faith, right? You're never going to go through this process and someone's going to be able to guarantee you that it's going to be fine. That if you do this, you're gonna make so much money. <laughs> you know, there, there's nobody that's gonna guarantee that for you. And if they do, they're full of it. All right, so at the end of this process, as you've gathered all this information, as you've learned everything that you've learned from having these conversations with other franchisees, at some point you have to look in the mirror and say, Can I do this? I've talked to the people that are really, really successful in this business. And I've, I understand how they spend their time. I understand what separates them from the franchisees that are not as successful. What about me? I know me. Am I going to be able to come in and perform in this business and focus my time in the areas where it's most valuably spent and put up results that are going to make this investment worthwhile for me. Right? At the end of the day, anytime you start a business, what are you doing? You're investing in yourself. Right? That means you have to bet on yourself. It's always going to be that leap of faith. Now, with a franchise, in my opinion, you get to do more research, more due diligence and gather more hard information than in any other investment opportunity out there. I really cannot think of another investment opportunity where you get to do more due diligence, and, and get, you know, very close to having the inf- all the information, right? I mean, you should be able to get 90, 8, 85, 90% there just with the research. That last 10 to 15% is you betting on you, right? But I see people get stuck at this point in the process. And if you really don't have the confidence in yourself to do it, then don't do it. Right. But I see people get stuck here because it's scary and there are no guarantees. But, you know, the biggest thing I can recommend is be thorough with your research. Do your due diligence. Talk to numerous franchisees. Ask the right types of questions. And then look in the mirror and say, hey, do I think I can do this? I've learned what it takes to be successful in this business. Now, do I? think I have what it takes to be successful in this business. And if you can confidently answer yes, guess what? You're still going to be scared, but that's when you have to just bet on yourself. That's where my whole concept of drop in comes from. You get right there to the edge. You've done the research. you looked in the mirror. You said, can I do this? You say back to yourself, hell yeah, I can do this. Well, guess what? You're still going to be scared. That's when it's time to drop in. And then that's when the fun starts. Right. I mean, once you commit, usually a lot of the fear and anxiety goes away and you just get laser focused on the task at hand. And and it's fun. You know, that that happens for the vast majority of the people that I work with that go on to buy a franchise. It's happened with us. All right. So I hope this is helpful. Um, Definitely uh, let me know if you have questions related to. You know anything that I've discussed so far in these Franchise Friday episodes? If there's other specific questions that you have or topics that you'd like me to cover in these episodes, more than happy to do that. You know, reach out to me, uh, shoot me an email, and would love to get your feedback on these these episodes. But I, I hope they've been valuable. I've had a great time doing them. Uh, definitely going to have at least another three, four, five episodes in this Franchise Friday series. But if the questions uh, keep coming in, then I'll, uh, I'll have more, more stuff to cover. So, uh, look, thanks again for tuning in, share this with someone else that'll get value from it. Hope you have a fantastic weekend or rest of your week. Whenever you're looking to this, go drop in and go do something awesome. Thanks for dropping in with me to this episode of Franchise Friday. I hope you learned something new. If you're interested in speaking with me about how you can start charting your own path to freedom through franchise ownership, I'd love to have a conversation. I provide a free consulting service to help people just like you identify and investigate franchise businesses that will help them create freedom in their own lives. And I'd love to help you with the same. You can visit my website at www.path2frdm.com or send me an email at Wes at path2frdm.com. Make sure to tune in to next week's episodes of the Path to Freedom podcast and follow or subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you know someone else that would get value from this, please take a moment to share with them. Until next time, go drop in.